0: Hello, I'm Michael Watson, and this is the Influence Watch Podcast. Governing for Impact. Behind that innocuous name is a powerful yet secretive interest group backed by liberal billionaire George Soros and his Open Society Foundation's network that has already generated executive actions ordered into federal policy by the Biden administration. Joining me to discuss Governing for Impact and its impact is my colleague Parker Thayer, who uncovered the group's existence. Uh, Parker, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. So uh, what is Governing for Impact? Who runs it? Um, So I guess the... the
1: two-minute summary of government Governing for Impact would be uh, it's a project of the infamous Arabella Advisors Network. Um, it's funded by about $13 million that we know of uh, from George Soros. Uh, and They essentially function as a regulatory policy writing organization. Uh, they've bragged in internal memos that we entained, obtained that they've achieved about 20 policy victories, as you said. They, these policy victories range from everything from uh, housing policy re- regarding uh, transgender uh, acceptance in uh, battered women's shelters and single-sex homeless shelters, um, environmental policy, reviewing the federal coal leasing program. Um, they talk a lot in their memos about policing policies, voting rights policies. Um, we don't know the full impact, but it seems to be very broad, and um, And they do this all... The worst part of this is that they do this all in secret with a very tight-knit group of individuals all connected uh, to Soros' organizations um, who have a history of benefiting one another. Um, They're all all doing this and have been doing this since about 2019 in total secrecy, uh, often with the express purpose of just undoing the the deregulatory policies of the Trump administration.
0: Mm -hmm. And then... So, I mean... A lot of people talk about Soros funding for organizations. I actually, looked at the list of groups that we have mm-hmm. on Influence Watch funded by a foundation to promote open society, which is one of uh, George Soros's yeah. big grant making foundations. Uh, and we have a, a, a hundred listed. Yeah. More than we have more than hundred listed. It's it's a it's a lot. How close to the core of the open society network the of uh, that uh, George Soros funds. Uh, is governing for impact? Yeah, as so far as you can yeah,
1: tell. Yeah, Soros has his fingers in a lot of different cookie jars. Uh, he, he puts, he gives money to basically any left-leaning organization with a pulse. Uh, so it's not surprising that he's found everywhere. And a lot of the time, uh, you know, investigations end at the first time that Soros's name can be found, and you know, a lot of noteworthy stories are missed because people are so hyper-focused on Soros. But in this case, governing for impact seems to be one of those organizations that he is particularly interested in, particularly vested in, because Governing for Impact, one of their board members is Tom Perello. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly.
0: Hey, I think it's Perry, I think Perriello. Perriello
1: it's, it, it, Tom Perriello is on the board of this Governing for Impact project. Um, Tom Perello, for those who don't know, is the, uh, I believe, the Executive Director for U.S. Activities uh, of the Open Societies, or the Foundation to Promote Open Society and the Open Society Policy Center. Uh, which are the 501c3 and 501c4
0: have. Yeah, yeah, which um, open sighted policy is the C4, yeah. Soros is the only
1: known donor to this program. Um, and then the executive director of Governing for Impact is a woman by the name of Rachel Klarman, um, who her first job was as the, a, uh, a senior uh, advisor or chief, a deputy chief of staff, I think it was, um, for Perillo's gubernatorial campaign campaign. Um, and it was yeah, also so a donor Perriello,
0: to Perriello went, Yeah, per, for a little bit more on Periello's background, yeah. he was a congressman. Uh, you know, one of the he wrote in on the Obama 2008 wave coattails. Yeah, was a congressman for a chunk of the Virginia Piedmont that includes Charlottesville for one term. Yeah. Um, and then he went to go work for uh, I think the State Department in the Obama administration. Yeah, and then and he was Center
1: for American Progress Action Fund as well
0: yes yes cap action fund uh, so
1: and then in a, 2017
0: yeah. and then in 2017 uh he runs for governor against ralph northam who would mm-hmm. ultimately win yeah uh as the sort of darling candidate of the left with a lot of backing from george soros mm-hmm. through straight political uh political contributions
1: yeah um so i mean. The, the, Tom Pirelli is extremely well connected, very closely tied to Soros, and then the executive director of Governing for Impact is also very well tied to Tom Pirelli. Her whole family donates, to, has donated to Pirelli's uh, past congressional campaigns. Um, so, you know, Soros being involved in something is not necessarily any reason to be concerned a lot of the time. You know, he's writing ordinarily to him small checks for, you know, $50,000 to basically any group that asks him, but In this case, there's a lot of it's. It's very densely knit, very closely tied to his organization. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, in a lot of cases, you know, George Soros is just a guy who believes an ideology, Mm -hmm. and we've discussed. uh, I think we had uh, our former colleague Shane Devine on uh, an episode of the podcast to sort of dive into Soros's ideology. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll link to that in the in the show notes. Yeah, you know, he's a guy with an ideology who wants to advance his ideology, so he writes you know, yeah. small to medium sized for him as a <laughs> one of the richest man on earth, one of the richest men on earth. Um, but but this is this is a, a lot closer to his. To yeah, when, when you get into the territory of, advocacy of
1: when he gets into the territory of helping to write specific. I mean, in, in some cases, we've seen examples of regulations uh, that have been enacted where the, the language in those, the, the you know, the, the nitty gritty legal language in those. Uh, regulations mirrors almost exactly what GFI is recommending. When you get down to influencing specific pieces of regulation, that's where things get very dangerous and it moves beyond Soros as a generic, uh, you know, lefty ideologue to Soros is potentially, you know, having some real impact on things that affect millions of people's everyday lives.
0: I mean, and I remember uh, a, few, a few years ago that the the left pretended to be very scandalized mm-hmm. by the American Legislative exactly. Exchange Council and, membership association of state legislators with a yep. policy shop that among other things puts forward model legislation basically you can if you're a state legislator you can take the model legislation you can you know modify it for your state code mm-hmm. as as you know the legislation works and then introduce the quote unquote model policy and yep. you know center for media and democracy yep. other groups said that this the fact that this existed was a great scandal and uh, the reality alec and, is know, funded
1: by a great many people with operating operating with a great many states you know they have lots of different interests involved lots of lots of debate lots of discussion this is, seems to be the project of one guy with a very you know a group of people who are close to him operating it uh directly influencing the Biden administration. Their their internal memos also talk about their listening tour, uh, which presume, presumably is uh, post-2021, once they'd gotten all of the policies they wanted enacted, uh, they went around and asked, what's next? Uh, on that listening tour, they were talking to Sharon Block, the former head of OIRA, or the uh, I think it's the Office of...
0: Office of Information yeah. and Regulatory Affairs, I think. Yeah, uh, very
1: influential on regulatory policy. And I think five other people who are currently working... Uh, in yeah, the,
0: head, the head of the head of, o, the head of O'Ira's like common vernacular name is regulatory czar. Yeah,
1: um, you know the fact that they have the ear of her and five or six other people who are currently working in the Biden administration. They're not, you know, they're not working with partners to influence policy. They're handing policies to the Biden administration and saying, "Hey, can you make these happen for us?" That is very mm-hmm. concerning.
0: You know, and and again. At the risk of continuing the ALEC comparison, I mean, ALEC has a national conference. Mm-hmm. How, how public is Governing for Impact? Not at all. I
1: mean, we had, to, the only way we were able to figure out that, these, that this group existed was we found that they had a internship job listing at Harvard, which led us to uh, an email which ended in at governingforimpact.org. When you search governing for impact online, still to this day, even though everything is now known through our Fox News reporting.
0: We've, so, even this, even though Fox, so even though foxnews.com has now reported on this, it's still... Yeah, as far as I website know, the web, their here. website is
1: 100% hidden from search engines, so you can't find it through typical search engines. You have to know essentially the password of the URL to find it. They've been... no the, Before yesterday, there were no serious press articles discussing what they were doing, Nobody really knew what they were up to. Uh, so it's totally secret um, as compared to Alec, which operates generally very much in public.
0: Yeah, so 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 they so they're essentially trying to work in you know not officially in the shadows, not officially secret, mm-hmm. but they're not doing under every, they're under doing the everything
1: spotlight. they can to stay out of the spotlight.
0: Um, do you What are some of the specific examples? I know you mentioned a couple of them, but what yeah. are some of the specific Biden administration actions that have been uh, that, that show the influence of governing for impact? Oh, uh, yeah.
1: So, uh, for example, the, the uh, uh, extended enrollment period for the Affordable Care Act that was recently the Biden administration acted on a while ago. Um, that was something that governing for impact wanted. Uh, The Biden administration has started an EPA review of the federal coal leasing program. Uh, Governing for Impact actually wanted the federal coal leasing program ended entirely, which would have 100% crippled America's coal industry. Um, Governing for Impact asked for the review, though. They didn't get everything, but they got most of what they wanted. Uh, The Biden administration recently uh, rescinded a proposed rule that was still in the works because of regulatory um, policy rules that the Trump administration had proposed, which would have, um, you know, allowed single-sex homeless shelters, things like battered-women shelters that receive federal funding mm-hmm. to consider biological sex as a category for admission. Uh, the Biden, as f- the governor for impact, decided that was, uh, it's transphobic to not allow people who were born as men into battered-women shelters. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it seems like a rather obvious problem with that, but uh, apparently... Uh, GFI does not agree and neither did the Biden administration because they also did that. Um, And there are several other policies um, that we've tracked that potentially were um, very much GFI influenced. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So is there anything else that our listeners need to know uh, that we've Uh yet discovered about governing for impact?
1: (laughs) You know, there's a lot more governing for impact in that internal policy memo um, that we discovered. They list about 60 policy white papers that they've written. Um, we were only able to find on their website about 30 whole categories like voting laws and policing reforms and stuff like that that Governing for Impact is apparently working on uh, are not discoverable on their secret website. websites. So you know, these are... You cannot find information on what Governing for Impact is doing in this regard. Um, so there's a lot more that we don't know that we, than we do know about Governing for Impact, um, which is very concerning, especially uh, knowing that Soros is, you know very much tied into all this. Know,
0: I guess, how do we know that Soros is funding it? Like, what was the chain of disclosure?
1: <laughs> Soros is usually pretty good about being, um, you know, open about what he's funding all the
0: time. Open Society is pretty open. Yeah, they, for, they um,
1: Foundation to Promote Open Society, on their um, website, they have a list that you can search through um, for grants that they're making. And these grants were given to the New Venture Fund, 1630 Funds, Arabella Control Entities um and they're you know they're earmarked on the website for this is for governing for impact or governing for impact action fund um so that's how you know that's how we know basically we know source is doing it because they say so (laughs)
0: yeah because it's because it's just
1: governing for impact themselves is not very clear about what they're actually doing with that money Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. no that that makes sense uh, anything else uh, you're working on that you'd like to let our listeners know about before we let uh, you
1: go? Well, I guess we've been talking about Soros a lot. Uh, everyone should check out my one of my latest uh, blog posts that talks about uh, how Soros is one point well, it was one one point three billion dollars in the hole at the time that I wrote the article, but it's now over one point four billion dollars in the hole on one investment where he put two billion dollars into a company called Rivian Automotive that manufactures electric vehicles. The company has failed miserably, and so George Soros has about two billion reasons to be concerned with uh, environmental <laughs> policies right now. To, for reference, his net worth is about eight billion. So that's
0: and that it's eight billion after he is that after he gave all that money to back to Open Society Foundation. Uh, the Forbes
1: list or? doesn't really say, but I think it's about the about really the matter. time that he put that money in. So it's somewhere around mm-hmm. a quarter of his net worth is an investment that he, you know, could have some political mm-hmm. interest in. <laughs>
0: Interesting. All right. Well, thank you again to my colleague Parker Thayer for joining us. We will link to his work on Governing for Impact in today's show notes. That's our show for this week. We encourage our listeners to subscribe on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you have subscribed, thank you. And please leave us a five-star rating. Those readings really help us find new listeners, especially if they come with a positive review. We'll see you all next week.